everybody, this is Aid, welcoming you to a special summer holiday edition of the Sunny 16 podcast. Technically, I think episode number nine, but mostly it's about the summer holidays. And Graham and I today are going to talk about stuff we shoot on our summer holidays, how we pack, the sort of things we like to take with us. How are you, Graham? Hooray! Hooray, it's a holly holiday. There's a place I know where we should go. Holly holiday. Aid, I'm good, thanks. How are you? <laughs> I don't think I can top that. I don't think I can top that. But I am enjoying the sunny weather and I am enjoying thinking about my summer holiday as well. Oh, it's such a relief to be in the summer holidays, even though when you're a grown up, you, you, the summer holidays don't have the same. Uh, importance as they do when you're a child when you have children it has a knock-on effect um i'm going away with my kids at the end of the summer holiday i know that you are actually going to be away as this podcast comes out but my boys are going away with their mother at the beginning of the summer holiday and in its own way that's a little mini holiday for me from them it's um, <laughs> that bad for me to say anyway the summer holidays it's great no, no, I don't think that's a bad thing to say. Everybody deserves a holiday, you know. So, and if occasionally that means abandoning your children, then <laughs> I think I think that's fine. <laughs> I, I really all do. That, all the extra shooting time I'm theoretically going to have. Well, you can go for long walks in the sunset, and if you can be bothered, you can go for long walks at the sunrise as well. You know? No, <laughs> we know that that's not going to happen. <laughs> Not for me, really, either, I have to say. The downside about the summer is the sunrise is so bloody early in the morning, isn't it? Ugh, yep. <laughs> Sometimes you wish you wanted to live at a slightly uh, more uh, equatorial latitude. Latitude? Or longitude? Sure. Latitude or longitude? Latitude. I'm going to go with latitude. More equatorial latitudes. I think longitude is the hard one to find. That's what they needed lots of experiments for. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> Who, who, really? would have, who would who would have thought that so soon into a Sunny 16 podcast that we might digress from the main topic? This is what happens, Aid. This is what happens. Let's just have gratitude for the latitude and move on. Okay. Well, seeing as my holiday's coming up first, I thought I might go first and talk a little bit about what I am taking, which includes a digital camera. Boo! <laughs> that sounded like a foghorn. <laughs> oh yeah, that wasn't any comment on your choice of digital camera. That was just one of the sounds you might hear whilst on holiday uh, down at the seaside if it's foggy. Uh, yeah, well, do you know what? My summer holiday will include some seaside. I don't think there's much beach, but it definitely will include plenty of sea because part of my summer holiday involves sailing. Now, I'm not much of a sailor. It's not something I have a huge amount of background in. But my wife's family are very experienced and very knowledgeable and uh, very, I was going to say fanatical, but that's not strictly true. They just really enjoy their sailing. <laughs> and so part of our summer holiday this year is going to be sailing. Uh, sailing on a, uh, an, I think it's a sixth berth boat, uh, somewhere off the coast of Croatia. That sounds lovely. Oh, mate, it's going to be glorious. And uh, my kids are really excited. They're quite young. This is going to be their first holiday on a sailing boat. And 
they're really excited because they've got brand new life jackets because whilst you can rent a boat and it comes with life jackets for adults it doesn't come with life jackets for children so we have to convince easyjet that it's a good thing to carry big bulky life jackets <laughs> <laughs> yeah that seems like well easyjet are so easy going about um passengers taking stuff on with them so i'm sure it won't be a problem well, I'm just glad it's not Ryanair, to be honest. <laughs> mm, I point. think that might cause us, you know, real problems and possibly the need to take out a small loan from, or maybe even a large loan from my friendly neighbourhood loan shark to get the, the, the luggage on the plane. So, what, apart from life jackets, what's going in your bag then? Is that not what we're here to talk about then, life jackets? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I, I, I understand what's foremost in your mind is the prospect of pitching your children off a ship at the earliest opportunity, <laughs> but for the rest of us, let's think about the pictures of your poor children bobbing around in the... Is it the Adriatic? It, it is the Adriatic, so it's it's uh, we, we are sailing out of Split uh, in Croatia, uh, which is the northern out end of, of a... Out of what? Sorry, Split. Split, Split the city of Split in That's Croatia. Awesome. What a pretty name. Mm, yeah, but apparently it's a very pretty place. So we're saying, is it, but it's the Adriatic Sea. It's also the, the Adriatic Sea, of course, is also the eastern coast of Italy. Uh, what not that we're going to sail all the way across it by any stretch of the imagination. This will be a, a pootling around holiday introducing the children to the joys of sailing. This is not one where we're going to be leaning over at 45 degrees for, th- for two weeks solid. <laughs> Well, you hope not. I mean, unless you're just puking over the side. This is a distinct possibility. Well, let's just hope that that doesn't happen, because <laughs> that would be horrendous. <laughs> but anyway, on to the photographic side of it, which I suppose is, is, is the sort of thing that we're here to talk about today. Um, because there's a watery element to the holiday, <laughs> I have a waterproof camera. Now, you and I did have uh, a chat about this, and uh, you had a waterproof film camera that you were volunteering to lend me. But in the end, do you know what? I wussed out, and I've gone for a new little point-and-shoot tough camera, which will give me the ability to swim in the water, take video, shoot stills, and generally capture the holiday. So this is my part of the packing that is all about family and less about me being selfish and wandering off all the time to take photographs. So I like to think I'm being a good family citizen with this. What do you reckon? Well, um, I mean, clearly you've made the wrong choice. And I, I'm not just saying this from, from me. I'm saying this on behalf of everybody who's listening. Clearly, you you bought a digital camera. You've made the wrong choice. Um, I, because you could have had that big yellow Minolta I would gladly have sent it to you and but you know I, I can I can understand why you went with the tough cam although I'm intrigued by the, by the idea of you not wishing to be selfish and wander off and take photos there's a limited amount of wandering off one can do when one is on a boat but, um, <laughs> good point <laughs> but you know I, I will be interested to see how you get on with it um and interested to see if you suffer the traditional digital holiday disease of coming back with a bajillion pictures of people bobbing about and, you know, 
shots that you have to really purge through to get ones you want, or whether these all these years now of shooting more film will encourage you to take fewer pictures, but I suspect you may end up with... Take a big memory card for that thing. Okay, all right. Fair point, fair point. I think you're right. I think I probably... If it was the only camera I was taking, it may well be not a good decision, especially not a good decision for a host of a podcast about film photography. <laughs> no, no. But it's not... But it's not the only film. It's not the only camera. Sorry, I am uh, intending to take with me. Before, I am going to do a little. Sorry, bit... sorry, before you move on from this one, I just out of um, interest, have you uh, played around with this thing much yet? Have you actually um, got it wet and dirty? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just how I like my cameras. <laughs> Hot, wet, and dirty. Uh, I have played. I have used it. So this is. Um, a camera that is going to be much about being in the moment. This is not something that is going to be something that you take gallery standard photographs with, whatever that actually means in the real world these days. I am looking forward to using it, actually, in the sense that uh, I won't have to worry about it and I can give it to the children who can drop it on the rocks by the beach and it will be fine. And, you know, I, I do let the children use my cameras, my digital cameras, that is, uh, not my film cameras, because I can't afford for them to be wasting as much film as, as I waste. Mm. <laughs> but I do let them use the digital cameras and they're generally pretty savvy about it. Uh, but the idea behind this one is that, look, it's tiny because we've got to fly and we've got to fly with all our kit. Uh, and, you know, it needs to be waterproof because it's on a boat and I want to capture, I want to be in the moment and capture video of the children bobbing around. And I'll try not to take too much. So... Having done a whole bunch of review, reading, uh, and research, I bought the Olympus TG4 Tough Camera, which is a point-and-shoot uh, with quite a small sensor and a, a zoom lens that is roughly equivalent for, to a 24-100 to 100 or 28-100 to 100 or something like that. So it's going to give you you know a reasonable reach uh, for things that are a little way away, uh, but it's also going to be reasonably wide such that you can get in the moment with people and I like the idea of that and it comes with loads of accessories well it doesn't come with loads of accessories you have to buy them which in some ways is even better (laughs) (laughs) neither of those things sound good the the fact that they're available or that you have to buy them what accessories for a compact tough camera could you possibly want well, first of all, I've got a camera strap, which is, you know, one of these ones that goes round your wrist. Cool, a strap. Yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with the concept of a camera strap. Yeah, yes. but this one is special. This one is special. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Save your derision for later. This one is, <laughs> this one is special. I, I've got it, plenty to spare. It is a floating strap. So the wrist strap itself is actually uh, a flotation device so that if it falls off or if you drop it in the sea over the side of the boat, then the camera will float and you can just jump in and get it back. So does the camera itself not float? It's made of metal. <laughs> you see, if you take the Minolta, the big yellow Minolta, that just floats. So does it and really? it's bright yellow. Yeah, yeah. It's made of plastic. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. What happens if you drop it? Is it a tough camera, the Minolta, or does it just happen to be waterproof and floaty? I don't know. I mean, it's it's a bit built a bit like a house brick. Um but yeah, it probably shatter a bit. I doubt it's as tough um, as the tough cam. Well, 
let's agree to differ then, shall we, on that one? But yeah, I definitely we will uh, agree that you were wrong. <laughs> but I am looking forward to using my new tough camera. I haven't tried it in in the water yet. I, I was going to drop it in the water butt in the garden and test it that way because that's only a couple of feet deep and I can always get it out again. Whereas <laughs> if I if the first time I drop it is in the sea and it sinks, then I'm in a bit of bother, aren't I? <laughs> Uh, so that's my plan sometime between now pre-recording this for release while I'm on holiday and actually leaving I'm going to go out in the garden and drop it in a water butt and see if it floats that's th- that's the strategy can't fail no, can't is your fail camera a witch? <laughs> is my camera a witch? <laughs> well, it depends on if it weighs as much as a duck a very small pebble or a duck yes <laughs> Okay, all right. Enough of that digital nonsense. I, I, uh, I'm going to regain some ground here and some of some of the respect uh, of our loyal listeners uh, by saying that I'm actually also going to take a Holger. <laughs> I love the fact that you said you're going to regain some ground and some respect, and then went with Holger. A little tea irony. Well, I'd like to think that I am encouraging you in the way of the Holger. And that you're going to get to a point where you respect the Holger and you enjoy using the Holger and you make good artistic photographs Listen, with the Holger. I I think that at least one of those things will happen. Um, I think I've, I, well, I, the, I'm the time will pass. <laughs> I'm I'm already enjoying shooting with them, and actually I think I think they're taking the Holger as a, a smart choice because uh, they're, they're plastic there's not really much that the weather can do to them um that seems like a a good choice and um given their nature and where you're going to be i i hope that you are going to break with your usual um strictures on when you're using the holger and i hope you're going to be shooting color on this adventure that's a good point i haven't really decided that yet i it, it sort of had crossed my mind and and you're right i i usually shoot black and white with the holger because i'm not a huge fan of the way it renders color but it is something i've been thinking of and let, let, let me let me paint you a picture a pic- picture the scene because not all of this holiday is on a boat by the way we're going for nearly two weeks Thank and only God. a week of only a week of it's on a boat so you know uh it's not st- the 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 be all and end all but at either end of the the week on the boat we have some time on land and i'm told that the coast coastal towns of croatia uh, can be very beautiful there are lots of roman remains and and lots of lots of landscape lots of mountains i believe they talk about the fjords uh, if not on the mainland at least then in the islands that we will be cruising around as well so if you can imagine a sort of mediterranean fjord uh, it's not something I can picture easily, to be honest. <laughs> no, but it sounds delightful. I mean, fjords are very beautiful, and the Mediterranean's very lovely. So, combine the two together, it sounds fantastic. Well, absolutely. So, yeah, I will be going for walks at sunset, and uh, well, to be honest, I doubt I'll be going at sunrise. But it's a nice <laughs> ambition to have, isn't it? And then I can settle by going at sunset instead. <laughs> but. It is my intent to try and take some, not serious photos, but to try and capture at least some of the, some of the essence of the place with 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 a few photos that are a little bit more carefully thought through than with my little Olympus Tough camera, and that is what the Holger is for. And should I take colour or 
black and white film. See, I, I do feel that if you are going to be shooting landscapes and, uh, you know, just think of the, the blue of the sea and the sky and the, the mountains. I, I and, and also, I just think when I think of a summer holiday and images you want to bring back from a summer holiday, you, you don't want that reportage documentary looks you know that's that's not, not what you're going for you 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 want something that captures the feeling of the holiday and i think colors i think color is really important in these images and especially because i would imagine you're not going to find yourself in lots of high contrast situations where black and white even makes that much sense um you know when you're looking out across a beautiful sunset at sea or whatever that's not going to work in black and white at all but in color it could be awesome that is a good point it won't work so readily in black and white and now you've got me worried that even actually if i try and go out at anywhere near sunset uh there won't be enough light to shoot a blooming holger anyway <laughs> well this this brings me on to another question then really um and you may have been coming to that anyway but are you planning to take much in the way of peripherals with you are you going to take a tripod with you uh i hadn't planned to no so i mean so yeah okay so long exposure not not really a tripod kind of person i suppose i could that's one way i could (sighs) cope with it isn't it well i mean i just it's one of those things that for me when i think about the coastline and all that water and stuff like that long exposures leap to mind um I suppose just because of what we see, but you know, you could do some beautiful stuff. I, I, I would certainly love to see some um, stuff shot with a Holger. I mean, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward because I don't know anything about this area you're going to. Um, Neither do I. Sounds, <laughs> sounds pretty stunning. Um, I've got an app on my phone that teaches me how to say yes, please, and, and no, thank you. That's about it. <laughs> sounds like well, that will get you a long way. Um, are you taking any other cameras, or is that? No, I have to keep it pretty tight because we've got to fly and we've got to fly with you know, all our clothes and sailing stuff and things yeah. like that. So, And because the kids are still quite little, they're not exactly carrying all of their stuff. They'll have little rucksacks, but they're not going to carry all their own yeah, stuff. Yeah, so. that's painful. I mean, obviously you're going to be able to take multiple rolls of film with you anyway, but yeah, I definitely think you're going to want to take some colour with you. Um because hopefully you'll get a chance to get through quite a few shots, but there's going to, you know, the the boat's going to be a colourful thing. The kids in their jackets and just summer's a colourful time. Everyone in their in their summer wear, you in your loud Hawaiian shirts and your um, <laughs> orange Bermuda shorts. Um, <laughs> you know I'm me so well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I think between that and the scenery that's around. Um, and yeah i can see what you're saying about taking a tripod with you but i mean maybe even just like a little gorilla pod or something like that i do um, have a gorilla pod actually that's not a bad idea yeah because uh, so you're making me think i thought i had this all sussed and now now you're making me think that i may be taking the wrong tack I well, just thought you know, Holger would be the best antidote to a digital point and shoot. <laughs> oh, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm not knocking the Holger at all. The, the only thing about 
uh, you, you have limitations that are set by the fact that you're traveling the way you're traveling. Um, I think having a hogger with you is a great idea. Um, as we'll talk about when I get to what my plans are for when I go away, you'll realise that I'm kind of everything and the kitchen sink kind of approach because I, because of this, like, oh, what if this opportunity arises? But um, I think the Holger is a great idea. I really do because you you will get the feel for the places you're at, even if you're not getting the super sharp images. You're going to get the feel um, with the Holgers. And I think I know the answer to this. I know that they've got a bulb setting on there, so you can do long exposures. But that is just a case of holding the shutter down, isn't there? There's no <laughs> way you can do it any other clever way, like with, say, for example, a cable release. It's just, is that yeah, right? Yeah, it's no, you're you're absolutely right. The uh, it is just to hold down the shutter release, which is uh, possibly going to make it a bit challenging. The The alternative is the Diana, which actually has a little widget that comes with it, which when you pull the shutter release down in bulb mode, you sort of wedge this thing. It's like wedging a door open, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Um, and then you can take it out when you think you've had enough exposure. So uh, quite, I, I've never tried that, actually, on my Diana, so quite whether or not uh, that would actually... You know, jiggle the camera even more than just simply holding it down. I yeah. don't know. I fear. I fear that it would. I fear that you'd end up with you know an extended period of jiggling to get the thingy out again. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing with that is, that as long as what you could do is, as long as you put your hand over the front of the lens, then you open it and do the jiggling whilst you're covering the lens, and then just take your hand away then that would solve that problem. It and then would, you put your, hand, it? Yeah. put your hand back again. I mean, I don't... Um, yeah, I think having the capacity to do long exposure... And the thing is, even if you took both your Diana and your Hulk, I mean, those are, these are plastic cameras. They weigh squiddly dot. Um, you know, they could just be shoved in a suitcase and... Um, well, that is, that is part of the point, actually, of taking the Holger, absolutely, is that it doesn't really weigh anything. So you can carry a Holger around all day and you, you actually won't notice. <laughs> even even a, a fairly lightweight 35mm SLR is noticeable when you're carrying it around along with a load of other stuff uh, uh, for extended periods of time, whereas the Holger really it weighs a few grams. Yeah, it's nothing. I, I found that today. It's, um, it is an exceedingly lightweight camera. Um, so you're not planning on taking your uh, main weapon of choice, your um, Nikon F2? Close enough, close enough. Not quite the F2, the FE2. FE2. Uh, no, I'm not, actually, um, purely because I fancy the medium format. And as I say, it's the it's the antidote to the digital point and shoot it's how do i capture the feel of the place as much as the the detail of the place because the the digital will capture detail all day long um it may not have a lot of soul but it'll do a, a reasonably efficient job of capturing detail and that's great and that has definitely a place in this holiday where there are people going to be there who want to have that kind of photo to remember the holiday by and you know i'm not immune to that it's not what I'd call particularly expressive, but I'm not immune to wanting to, to have some holiday snaps. They have a, a time and a place, and on, on the holiday is a very good time and a place for them. <laughs> true that, true that. So, See, the other reason I think that you should 
try and find room for some more of your lightweight cameras because you've got a few now you've got that panoramic as well imagine how great the panoramic could be these things <laughs> that you could just shove in and just is that as you repeatedly point out the holger is built to a certain quality that quality being quite low <laughs> and the risk of it just crapping out completely at any given time is fairly high um or a bit just falling off and into the sea or something like that <laughs> being gone forever and so if that's your only film camera that could be you done and then you're stuck in this beautiful once in a lifetime location with with only some sort of digital monstrosity there with <laughs> To keep you company. I mean, you'll hang yourself by your fancy wrist strap. You're, you're, <laughs> well, there's always that risk. But I think I think your um, this is this is your kitchen sink attitude coming out. I'll tell you what. Tell you what we'll do. Right. You tell me about your strategy for packing cameras for a holiday, and at the end of it, I'll see if that has changed my mind any. I think I think you will have just re- reaffirmed your suspicions that I'm an idiot. Um, so my holiday, like I said, I'm going away at the end of the summer holidays, and I'm going away with my boys, and we are going away to Pembrokeshire, which is over in uh, West Wales. It's not an area I've been to before, but as far as I can make out from my cursory investigations, it's some really nice beaches around there, and hopefully some nice scenery. But as you were saying, it's a holiday that's going to be about the children um, because it has to be because they keep a real fuss when it isn't. I'm not going to be able to wander <laughs> off and take pictures in my own time. Particularly, I'm um, being joined by my partner and her son for the middle four days. And I'm hoping that might give me some opportunity to perhaps sneak out of an evening and go and take some pictures. But... I'm not because yeah, she's going to love that, isn't she? She goes all the way to West Wales to see you, and you just bugger off for a walk on your own. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks so much. I needed a babysitter. Ciao, baby. Um, yeah, you're right. That may be a problem, um, but it will probably still happen. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I've, I've been having to think about what I'm going to take, and I, and I in past holidays, I have definitely overpacked. I probably will again, but I'm trying to think about what I actually will be able to use the most whilst I'm there. So I'm expecting that a lot of the time is going to be spent on the beach. So I want things that will cope with the beach and cope with the sand and water and just the fact that I don't want to be worrying about it constantly. Um, And for that reason, I'm not sure... I'm going to take my digital camera with me on this trip. In fact, I think it's quite unlikely. My poor digital camera has had very little use over this year. Uh, I don't think it's interesting. Um, but I've got plenty of other choices. Um, I'm, I think point and shoots are going to definitely be in effect. The one that um, I might take out and try for the first time is a camera that I've had for a few years it was bought bought for me as i think a christmas or birthday present a few years ago 
And it's the Nikon L35 AF2. Um, and it's quite well, a... That's quite a posh one, isn't it? Well, not super posh. It's got... It's quite... I quite like the look of it. It's got um, quite a, a chunky, angular, retro, a very sort of 80s look to it. It's a 35mm f2.8 lens. Um, it's a fixed focus. And I've always thought, oh, at some point I'll have to give that a go. But as it is, to all intents and purposes, the same kind of deal as things like uh, the Olympus Mu2 and the Yashica T3, it's like, well, I've got these cameras that are doing that already. I'm not sure I can really be bothered. Um, but just lately... I was admiring uh, a photographer's work on Instagram. Um, a guy called, or a uh, person goes by the Instagram username of Expect Grain, um, which <laughs> is a pretty good indication that he's shooting film. And he was taking a lot, there were a lot of images taken obviously whilst he's away on holiday in various locations. These really beautiful shots, um, serene landscapes and waterscapes, um, really pretty shots. And it really caught my eye. And what was particularly interesting about them when I clicked through to find out a bit more about them was that he's shooting them with this point-and-shoot camera. Um, and so that immediately pushed that quite high up the list of uh, cameras to try out. I think he uses it with... I think it's Portra 160 is his film of choice. Well, wow, it's a lovely film. Yeah, um, but the, the, his work is definitely worth a look. Like I said, expect grain on Instagram, mm. and you you just you look at the pictures and you do not think, oh, that's from a middle of the road at best point and shoot camera. Because like I said, the, the Nikon L thirty five f two is not a high end point and shoot. It's it's fine, but it's not high end. Um, and his results are really nice. So I really want to take this one with me. It's nice. It's lightweight. and be great for taking around just for shots every day. Uh, the other one I've actually picked up recently, um, which is what's going to make your tough cam look real dumb, is the <laughs> Canon SureShot A1, which is a, another waterproof camera. Um, and this one does not look like a big yellow house brick. So it has that going for it. It looks quite cool and modern and probably far more um, akin to your oof, <laughs> tough cams. Because you always took, so just dropped it. Uh, um, <laughs> I'm not sure what depth this will go down to, but certainly it'll go down um, lower than I will. Um, <laughs> That's and, all that you need, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's got a nice big viewfinder on it, which is really helpful if you're trying to use it underwater. Nice big button. Um it's got a well thought out switch for doing macro shots underwater of fish and stuff. It's a sort of switch that returns itself. So you won't accidentally leave it on that setting all the time. I mean, I'm not going to be taking pictures of fish underwater. I'm going to West Wales, not, you know, the Caribbean. Um, there'd be, lo there'd be loads of rock pools around there though. You can, you know, if it's, 
and yeah, going to take the boys' body boards and stuff like that. So this will be perfect for going in the seat. And, and again, I'm, I'm pretty sure this camera floats. So uh, useful feature there. Um, <laughs> well, if you're, you're you'll be paddling in the sea, though, won't you? I mean, you're not going to be in water half a mile deep with your boys on their body boards. Well, right. not unless they get washed out to sea. I mean, you never know. It's a holiday. Always <laughs> can happen. Uh, I'm a bad person. Um, <laughs> So, a, negligent, a negligent dad. Uh, yeah. Yep. Oh, have you seen the boys recently? <laughs> what are those dots on the horizon? Uh-oh. Um, my, my dad pretty much did that when we went on holiday as kids. We nearly lost my brother. Well, I mean, we did lose him for a while. He kind of washed up down the sea, half a mile down the beach. But anyway, um, <laughs> like father, like son. So I'm planning, I'm planning on taking those two with me. But... I do also want to have, because I, I like to hold on to the hope that I'm going to get time to do some real me-time photography. It's an optimistic hope, but one can dream. And in the past, I have lugged the Veronica system with me, um, and I don't think I'm going to do that again, because it, it's a, it takes up a lot of space when you're traveling, and because it is so cumbersome, you, you're, I'm never going to take it out with me when I'm out with family. Um, that just won't happen because no one's going to have the patience for that, with me mucking around with that. Um, so I, I, I think that will stay at home. I think. But you as- have the uh, the automatic finder, though, don't you? I do. Yeah, it, it's more just the bulk of it. You, it. When you're, as you were saying earlier, when you're away on holiday. You want to be able to be in the moment with the people that you're there with. And that's why I think point and shoots work so well, because you can be grabbing the pictures, but still be there and engage with what's going on. But when you've got a big lump like the Veronica, that starts to become, that's the thing you're having to think about just in how you're moving, you know, just in the way you're carrying it, where you're push, you know, what you're doing, if you're clambering over stuff, it is a consideration um, you can't take that to the beach. You can't really go on nice long walks with it because it's just the weight around your neck. Um, so I think that's going to stay at home. And I think my medium format fix, I think I'm, I may well take the Holger with me. I'm going to see how uh, the results from that first roll I'm shooting come out. Um, but the Holger may well come with me. And I'm probably also going to take with me um, my little because it is quite nice and compact, uh, Zeiss Super Iconta. And I can't remember whether I've talked about this on or not before. You certainly told me about it before. I'm not sure you've talked about it on the podcast before. Okay, though. well, the Zeiss Super Iconta is a lovely old camera. I think it dates back to the 1920s. It's a folding camera, and it shoots uh, 120 medium format film. And the format is the same as the Veronica. It's a 6 uh, by 4.5 negative. What's particularly nice about this, it's, uh, it has a Tessar lens in it, so it's got good quality lens. Um, it's 70mm f3.5, so a pretty good normal length lens for the focal range. But it also has uh, the quite unusual feature or a, a uncommon feature it has a coupled rangefinder 
which you do not see in many of the folding cameras at all. It only really appears in the the higher end ones, um, and it, it is very compact. I mean, it's as small as a medium format camera can be. Really, it's certainly even smaller than the Holger is, and things like that. When it's folded down, it's a lot heavier. Um, but I've got a little um, pouch that I can tuck it in and put on a belt or something like that. <laughs> well, like a Super kangaroo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or maybe I'll buy myself a bum bag and look really great because <laughs> I'm a dad in his 40s. I can do that now. Um, so I think that will be what I go with for my quality medium format camera because it is something I can take with me. It's, it is a bit slow to use because although it's got the coupled rangefinder, the way it works is you have a little window that you look through to focus with the rangefinder. And then you have another window that you look through to frame your image up. So it's a two-step ah, right. process. Um, but it's a really nice camera. And I've only shot one roll of film through it from a holiday last year. Um, but it, it takes nice pictures. And I may well take my Olympus OM1 with me as well. <laughs> uh, and, and whatever else happens to be on the side as you walk out. <laughs> I'll almost certainly take a tripod with me. And the Ondo. The Ondo will... <laughs> The Ondo will also... So you see, already, I think I'm now up to... What have we said? One, two, three, four... Probably about six cameras. Which is... Um, it's not unreasonable if you are... If it's not going to be an issue for the for the holiday itself. You know, if you can travel easily with those things and you just pull them out whenever you want to use them, then, you yeah, know, that's, that's no big deal at all. I often take too many cameras when I'm going somewhere. It's not, you know if we're going somewhere in the car and I end up packing a bag and I end up taking too much stuff or not too much stuff, but you know, more than is strictly necessary, but in a good way, <laughs> if you see what well, I mean. Yeah. And I suppose it comes down to that thing that when you're using film cameras, you, you're locked into your choices when you put the film into them or, or sometimes just when you choose the camera and you can make a choice, say with, say if you just take the holder and you want to capture some really nice landscapes and it's lovely and sunny so you put in some uh ektar 100 in it it's like yeah this is a really nice sunny time but then evening comes along or you have some overcast days and suddenly that camera's useless mm. suddenly you have no film camera to use um so purely from a practical point of view having a couple of options to switch out through and and because i'm lucky we're driving on holiday um so space is a bit less of an issue because i just won't take many of the kids toys with them um <laughs> i'll just fill the car up with my stuff um but yeah it, it, it is a lot of stuff to take but I, some of it will probably stay in the bag and never ever come out um but that's fine it's it's almost just the reassurance thing to know that i've got the choice there and also that I can pick up something that's suitable for whatever the day's event, whatever we're planning to do, is going to be. And if it's, yep, we're going to this thing and it's going to be all about doing fun stuff with the kids and what have you, I can just grab a point and shoot, shove it in my pocket, think no more about it. And if it's going somewhere that's got particularly uh, interesting scenery or architecture or whatever, I can take one of my best cameras with me and know that that's there and it's um it's not practical for every opportunity but 
I do struggle with paring that list down a bit. <laughs> well, I can. I have some sympathy for that point of view. Do you know what? I think from a strategy angle, I don't think you and I are thinking about this so differently. So there's a lot of what you've said is about point and shoot and easy and what have you. And, you know, I've got my version of that. Yes, mine happens to be digital, but, you know, I've got to go through airports. There's a risk that they don't let me manually check my film and that all my film is ruined. It's probably a low risk as long as I don't take too many higher so films. But yeah, there is that risk there. There's the whole, you know, got to have it in the water um, and, you know, be the main camera to capture snapshots for the family as well. And, you know, so I, I, I'm not entirely comfortable with, with taking a digital camera, but uh, I recognise that from a, a diplomatic point of view and a, a risk mitigation point of view, I, I think it's it's earned its right to be in the camera bag for the holiday. And then beyond, yeah. that, it's, beyond that, it's a little bit of medium format and, and something that's lightweight and, and can, can be thought through. Yeah. No, I can understand that. I mean, the thing that I found, and I'm thinking back now over the last few holidays that I've been on um, and even going back a few years when I was going away on holidays with the kids before where I took film cameras and digital and what I always found personally was that I was using the digital cameras be they point and shoot or SLRs all day and the digital was only coming out in the evenings to do the stuff that I find hard through lack of experience or trying so doing low light exposure and stuff like that i would go out at night with a tripod and or you know as the sun was setting and try and capture some long exposure stuff but um yeah just during the day it was all all filmed through the point and shoots and through the slrs that i didn't want to worry too much about taking to the beach so it's you know the cheap and cheerful slrs um but yeah it's it's I, I think the most important thing when you're on a family holiday is being able to enjoy the family holiday that you're on. And the camera choice that you make should facilitate that and not work against it. Um, and, it and it's perfectly clear, as I said, particularly looking at the work of people like Expect Grain, that you can get amazing results with small easy to use cameras all you have to do is put yourself in the right place at the right time and you know use the equipment to the best of its abilities <laughs> um and the same goes for a holger i'm sure even your tough cam will be able to take half decent pictures if given half a chance probably yeah, um, yeah if i give it to somebody else yes. <laughs> yeah yeah so i mean now that you've now that i've thrown a few spanners in your works um regarding color what film and how much film do you think you'll take with you do you know what actually the thing that's been sticking in my head for the last few minutes while you've been talking through your setup actually is is pushing myself to take more uh, better more adventurous whatever word you want photographs with the holger and that's quite interesting because i'd never thought about using a tripod 
I, I mean, I don't use a tripod ever. I mean, yeah, there's a couple lying around the house, you know, but I'm not sure I'd be able to tell you where they are. Mm. <laughs> um, so, the, so there's that issue to work through, <laughs> finding them. <laughs> but And I certainly have never been to a proper you know, purveyor of tripods uh, and said these are the sorts of <laughs> shots that I take. Tripods. A tripodsman, if you will. <laughs> if you will yes i've never and i've never done that and said you know what i'm i'm serious about taking photographs with a tripod and therefore i must avail myself of your consultancy services and then eventually purchase a tripod i've never done that i've uh and i've yeah, I've read a lot about people who use tripods and I just think they must have more muscles than brain cells. <laughs> <laughs> because oh, it, oh, that's going to go down real well. Can we just make it perfectly clear that Aid said that, not me? Yeah, that's, that's fine. No, this is, so, uh, this, the thing is, though, is that actually, you know, I, I am willing to change my mind. It's just that because I, I always try and carry as little weight as possible. You know, it... Uh, I don't particularly suffer from having a bad back, uh, although I am now way past the age where my father and my grandfather before him first had pretty, you know, poor, weak backs, uh, and I'm I'm a bit mindful of that, and I try and look after myself and try not to carry too much weight at any particular time. And yeah, sort of over the years, I suppose that's generally transferred itself into in the photography world into a a lack of love for tripods so right now i'm thinking actually to take maybe some color film uh, and to take maybe a tripod to use with my holger might be cool and i do have a gorilla pod actually so i could even just take something as small as that couldn't i yeah absolutely i mean you think on um on the boat ship boat what is it dinghy uh, it, no it's a bit bigger than a dinghy but it's not a ship it's it's a boat it it's okay. um yeah it's a boat i don't know what kind of boat it is <laughs> it's a boat is it there's the six of us going to be sleeping on it for a week so it, it's it's not a dinghy <laughs> okay good good um you know do you think you can just put it on a rail and stuff like that when you, you know, if the sea's calm at night I, because even if it's calm it's still going to be bobbing up and down though isn't it well i don't know not always you know hey what i know about sailing back of a postage stamp but no i hope (laughs) not because if it's constantly bobbing up and down you um but what i find is that it's all right you won't be there mate you'll be fine (laughs) i know that's true i just see your summer pictures of just everybody hurling over the side the whole time still colorful (laughs) so again another reason for another reason for color film um but what I find is that actually going away on holiday like that, particularly the kind that you're describing, can be a really good opportunity for trying things like that that you don't do when you're at home for a couple of reasons. The first one is because you're in a completely new environment. So there's all sorts of like, oh, wow, this is just new and fresh and new opportunities. But also, um, I don't know whether you find this, but because you're just not at home, there's suddenly a whole slew of distractions and things that take up your time that aren't there anymore. So in the evenings when you're like making a podcast, like making a podcast, exactly like, yeah, dicking around on Twitter and mucking about on the internet and stuff like that, um, that that aren't there. So when the evenings roll in, 
I, I could I could do something. I could just you know if you can get you know just muck around the boat or go for a walk downstream a bit if you're because you're somewhere that's just naturally more beautiful all around you and and play with these things and and try stuff out that you don't really have much opportunity to do at home um and i I often find this even here i I think oh i'd like to do this um i was talking to you earlier about the fact that i got home yesterday evening and uh, i was getting quite late by the time i got home i I, I really want to go for a walk there's still sun in the sky and i want to go and try and take some pictures so i grabbed the olympus trip with the red scale film in it and went out and even living in a rural area, I walked for 10 minutes. Suddenly the sun just dipped down too low. It's like, well, that that game's over and done with. Um, so to be somewhere where there's hopefully natural beauty all around you and you've got time to think about and do these things that you don't normally have when you're at home because there's just all the normal life stuff going on and your kids will be in bed at a certain point and you can... Yeah, you can have a play and an experiment with stuff like this. And I think it's quite a good opportunity to try stuff out like that. Do you know what? I think that's a pretty compelling thing to say. And it, yeah, it makes me think that I want to give it a go. So I think yeah, I, I'm going to ponder the whole colour film thing. Uh, I get that. I get the thinking behind it. Um, but I'm not a huge fan of colour film and a holger. But I'll think it through. But actually, the whole thing about maybe a tripod, or a very small one that can fit in a, in a, in our luggage uh, easily without uh, uh, destroying the strategy of travelling as light as we possibly can. <laughs> that that's the thing. That that's the thing. I think you're you're right, and I think that is going to make me ponder over the next short while while I think about actually what does the detail packing this look like <laughs> and what yeah. do I need to take uh, and of course um, given that it's Holger week I'll probably be out a black and white 120 film by the end of the week anyway so. <laughs> that's true, that's true. I mean, whilst you're uh, I suppose the other thing to think about is whilst you're away is storing any film that you take with you um, because yeah you've got to keep this stuff from getting absolutely cooked whilst you're away I hadn't even given that any thought. Uh, yeah, another thing to work through. There's bound to be a fridge freezer, which I'm sure people will be thrilled about you filling up with film. Oh, yeah, yeah, that'd be fine. It'd be just like the one at home. <laughs> yeah, no, same here, same here. The, the nothing brings me great joy than seeing, seeing children or partners open up the fridge and go, ooh, a tub of chocolates, pulling it out, opening it up, and then going... Ugh. <laughs> a tub of expired film great putting it back that that look of disappointment is uh, something to behold well do you know what I think that's a pretty good place to end this conversation uh, yeah I think so it's um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting a chance to get out and see some different sites and take some different pictures and uh it's always fun. It is. It's just. It's really refreshing. I, I, you and I were talking earlier about the fact that whether it's you in London, seeing, you know, the Thames and the same buildings every day, or whether it's me out in the countryside seeing, you know, beautiful gardens but the same gardens every weekend. You get stale on the stuff that you see all the time, and it's really 
invigorating to suddenly have a whole new world of scenery thrust in front of you and that's why i think it's important you get your film plan in order because you'll probably find you get through way more than you're anticipating (laughs) well that surely has got to be a good thing hasn't it absolutely absolutely (laughs) cool okay well there we go a special limited edition version of the sunny 16 podcast for a special summer holiday episode uh having said that though i no doubt there are going to be some shout outs we'd like to do well yeah i mean i think really the only one i've got um is one i've already talked about uh and just to mention again uh expect grain on instagram um for his beautiful landscape work i think he's actually fairly local to me although i haven't let him know that because it might scare him off <laughs> completely <laughs> <Scare me> <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah true enough true enough um but yeah check his work out um i said um, I, i've got more in the future but this was the one that seemed particularly relevant to what we were talking about today okay sounds good well as always we would like to say thank you to chris at pixelatedphotographer.com for his technical support in producing the podcast and for hosting the longer form conversation around the podcast in the forums at pixelatedphotographer.com we'd also like to say thank you to Kevin McLeod whose music Honeybee threads its way through all of our podcasts provided under a Creative Commons license uh, and available at incompetech.com Graham, can you give us a rundown of how people can find us on the interwebs? Oh, yes. So you can find us at Sony16Podcast on Twitter, at Sony16Podcast on Instagram, uh, Sony16Podcast on Facebook, flickr.com slash Sony16Podcast for our Facebook group there. Is that right? Probably. That'll be our Flickr group on that one. Yeah. And if you want to get in touch with us by email, please do drop us a line at sunny16podcast at gmail.com Excellent, thank you very much which means all that I have left to say today is goodbye Bye (laughs) Don't you already feel much more holiday-y